This program features interviews with respected healthcare industry experts on current topics of substantial national importance. Your host for the program is David Intricasso, a DC-based healthcare policy analyst and researcher. We invite you to comment on the program by visiting thehealthcarepolicypodcast.com. Now, here's David. Welcome to the Healthcare Policy Podcast. My name again is David Intracasso. During this podcast, we'll discuss New York State's first provider-owned health plan, North Shore, Long Island Jewish's Care Connect. With me to discuss Care Connect is its founder, president, and CEO, Mr. Alan Murray. Mr. Murray, thank you for joining me. It's a pleasure. Thank you so much for having me on. Mr. Murray's bio is, of course, posted on the podcast website. On background, over the past few years, the line between healthcare insurance companies and healthcare providers has been blurring. For example, in 2011, the insurance company WellPoint purchased the healthcare provider CareMore. This dynamic has led observers such as Zika Manuel and others to argue healthcare insurance companies as we know them today may cease to exist over the next several years. Healthcare delivery, it certainly appears, will be provided ever increasingly by integrated payer provider healthcare delivery systems such as Kaiser, Geisinger, or Group Health of Puget Sound. What largely accounts for this dynamic is obvious cost. Healthcare insurers want, need, a more direct relationship with their beneficiaries in order to provide more efficient and effective coordinated care. Healthcare providers, namely physicians, would like to eliminate the middleman, the insurance company. However, medical schools do not teach actuarial science or how to manage financial risk. With me again to discuss Care Connect, a provider-formed health insurance company, is Mr. Alan Murray. So with that, Alan, let me begin by asking you the sort of fundamental or foundational basic question. Why was Care Connect formed? Or what is it about your service area, Long Island and Greater New York City, that made the idea attractive? Sure. Thanks, uh, David. I think um, you really have to go back a number of years with the North Shore LIJ health system to understand why CareConnect was formed. Uh, the actual health system is only really about 20 years old, and it was formed as a result of two major hospitals on Long Island coming together for the first time, and that's North Shore University Hospital and Long Island Jewish. Since then, the health system has gone through a number of acquisitions and mergers across the area to really grow its footprint. And the two reasons for that initially was, number one, the greater the scale, the greater the efficiency they would get on the um, you know, cost structures they have, but also the greater the leverage they would have when it came to working with the traditional insurance companies. Fast forward that, you know, from the mid-90s all the way through to a few years ago, that model of fee-for-service medicine, of working just purely on scale and revenue in the New York market, started to see some changes, not just with the Affordable Care Act, but generally with employers' costs, you know, prior approval from the state when it came to community-rated products here in New York. And the health system turned around and said, well, how can we ensure that we do two things? Number one, how do we ensure that we have enough revenue to fulfill the mission of the health system, which is improve the health of the communities? But number two, how do we diversify that revenue so that we're at less risk um, from the traditional forms of payment? And as they looked at that, they said, well, we have to get into population health. And population health, is a pretty significant transformation from a fee-for-service world 
to actually caring for a population. And what do I mean by that? You know, you really have to start thinking a lot more like a traditional insurance company when you're in population health than you do as a provider. Yeah, you have to deliver care, but you have to understand that population's health status. You have to understand, as you mentioned, um, actuarial aspects, underwriting aspects, how are products sold and distributed, what is care management, what is disease management, what is care coordination. A lot of things that you know most traditional provider systems in this market just aren't used to thinking about. So once you start thinking about those and you start saying, um, all right, how do we implement them and how do we um, look for efficient ways of bringing them on board without too much expense um, over a short period of time, I, I sat with the leadership of the health system and said, well, the fastest way to do it is to get an insurance license. Then you have no other choice. You have to do it. Um, so it's about having those tools from a speed-to-market basis, having it the discipline to get it put into place, and then really using it as the point to the arrow so that it leads the health system down the road of population health, um, you know, so that they can really start transforming. And I stress that's the the main reason why the health system created Care Connect. How Care Connect is sold, its vision, and so forth, has transformed from that initial reasoning. Interesting. Thanks. Thank you. As an aside, I'm curious to ask: Is Care Connect or North Shore LIJ? participating in the Medicare Accountable Care or the Medicare Shared Savings Program? Yeah, so North Shore LIJ actually participates with the Pioneer ACO. Oh, um, okay. And they do that through a partnership they have with the Montefiore Medical Center over in the Bronx. All right, so I asked because your comments lead me to that um, speculation. Let me go to asking about your physicians and other clinicians. Uh, this is a big change for them, obviously. What was their receptivity to the idea and what's been uh, your take on their experience over the past year since CareConnect was formed? You know, I think it's um, I think it's, it's been a fascinating experience. If we go back to the beginning, the physician and provider community had always been very, you know, the relationship with insurance companies traditionally here in New York has been pretty contentious. Um, and elsewhere, yeah. To say the least. Um, and I know it has been elsewhere, although there are some other parts of the country where I think they've come up with solutions that, or at least, you know, they've come up with ideas and initiatives that have helped reduce some of that, um, you know, tension. Here in New York, though, just the sheer size of the population, the number of providers, and the competitive landscape, um, it is different. And healthcare is obviously different in every market, but it is definitely different here in New York. So that contentious relationship was obviously something where the providers not the you know the physicians and the hospitals you know we're looking for a solution to get away from from that level of whether it's denial management whether it's higher rates or whatever the kind of the tension was they looked to the health system North Shore LIJ to say well if you're going to build Care Connect to to your question how is it going to be different is it just going to be another insurance company mm -hmm. is it just going to be you know a, a United Healthcare a Cigna an Anthem and the answer to that is, is obviously no, and that's because of, I think, two main reasons. Number one, the overall purpose of Care Connect is to simplify healthcare, and that's the transition from just simply building an insurance company and the rationale I spoke about earlier to why would anyone buy Care Connect product. 
Um, and I can get into more of that later. But one of the answers to that is because we're provider-owned, we've adopted the clinical practice guidelines of the health system in the community as the basis for our medical policies. So that means that we are working very actively to unencumber the physician's practices and the health system so that before they even get on the phone or go through pre-authorizations and so forth, they pretty much have a good sense of exactly what we believe is appropriate. Why? Because it's what they have agreed to through the clinical practice lines is appropriate. When somebody calls us up and it doesn't fit one of those criteria, we don't simply deny the uh, request like uh, a traditional insurance company would. We actually get one of their peers from the health system, a chairman or chairwoman of the various departments, to have a conversation with them. And usually that conversation results in either a change of practice in terms of the clinical pathway or we approve with the result of the conversation. So the member at the end of the day doesn't hear your insurance company denied your care. The member hears from the clinician, I had a conversation with one of my peers, one of my colleagues, and we think there's a different, you know, there's a different clinical approach. That is having a tremendous difference in the community. We're seen as trusted. In fact, our medical directors are practicing physicians. They're only part-time medical directors. And again, that provides a lot of um, trust in our approach and who we are. So it, it wasn't, ne the, the real trick was taking the word insurance company and not and kind of trying to remove it from our dialogue and focusing on simplicity simplicity customer service and physician engagement okay but i have to ask uh, the follow-up here and that to what extent are physicians and other clinicians as for a skin in the game or what's their financial stake or interest in the model so there's no for the North Shore Allergy Health System itself, obviously, they have a pretty substantial financial stake, seeing as we're 100% owned mm -hmm. by them. Um, the rest of the physician community, there is no ownership model. Um, the model, which will take time to evolve, is a cross between a risk-bearing model and a um, pay-for-care coordination model. So, so do they get a PMPM? So I pay them. I pay them fee for service, mm -hmm. and uh, for the primary care physicians this year, I will be paying a PMPM -PM care coordination fee. So um, per member per month fee. Correct, on top of the fee for service. Mm -hmm. And for the health system itself, and for our other alliance partners, you know, so the large integrated systems that are outside of our North Shore LIJ, um, we actually have a risk, an upside risk deal, where I've agreed. Um, that I will spend X percentage of the premium dollar on healthcare. So there's no downside risk to them. Um, there is only upside if they can produce at a medical loss ratio that is better than, let's say, 85% of the premium, then they would keep that difference. So the, what we try to really do is have less of a ownership model and more of a align the financial incentives model across the entire continuum of care. So it is similar to the accountable care organization model where they have a benchmark, whether it's a percent or a dollar value, and they have to either under, I mean, if the, the upside is if they underspend it, they share in the reward. Correct. Uh, it's very similar in the financial makeup. Obviously, the difference comes more at the benefit level 
um, to the subscriber, to the customer. Mm -hmm. And that's where we have, uh, by design, obviously a very narrow select network. And that's so that we can coordinate this care, so that we can make appointments for our members and really get in front of the episode. But it's also only an EPO network, an exclusive provider organization. Mm -hmm. So there's no out-of-network benefits. You have to use these facilities. The difference between that and the ACO is obviously right, they the ACO, they can go anywhere. Right. Um, so that that does change the kind of dynamics behind the model. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yours is much tighter, obviously, comparatively. Right. right. Let's go to, uh, you did talk about or mention the market, so let's go to your patient population. What current status with uh, Patients Care Connect has uh, now enrolled? So we... Um, in 2014, we enrolled uh, about 12,000 members, mostly on the individual market, um, on or off the New York State Exchange, and mostly in North Shore LIJ's kind of core uh, Long Island footprint. Um, it was actually a perfect number of members to be able to make sure that our vision on simplicity works. So obviously we had you know, 2013 to build all of the infrastructure and all of the network to support our business model and 14 with, you know, those 12,000 members really made sure that it was performing the way we intended to perform it. So we could make the appointments. We could pick up the phone in less than eight seconds and they could talk to a human being, which I know in health insurance seems very strange, but we actually do that. Um, that our customer care center, our in-person center was working and it was staffed right and it was opened on the right hours. You know, that we could collect premium, we could get the ID cards out on time. So... You know, from that perspective, it worked well. And then in 2015, we expanded the market from Westchester all the way down through New York City and out to the island in order to have a far more ge larger geographic footprint that would attract small businesses and large businesses. And that's really been kind of the, the big shift from our population. We've now started to enroll far more small businesses and large businesses. The, you know, we are attracting what would have traditionally gone to those large insurance companies. We are now attracting it both on a price and an experience basis. It's not for everybody. Um, our network is narrow. So there is a lot of customers out there that aren't ready to, to make make that switch yet. Um, but so far, as I said, we're, we're growing at a pace that I'm very comfortable with. We're actually selling a lot of platinum plans, which is very unlike the rest of the market, which is more towards the silver and bronze plans. Right, so top of market plan, right? Yeah, so, you know, where our membership, um, you know, is where I expected our, you know, per member per month revenue on that membership is a little bit higher. I think some of that's to do with the demographic, you know, the distribution and the demographics of where uh, the North Shore LIG health system is. Some of it's to do with pricing and the fact that we are more competitive in the platinum and gold kind of metallic layers than we are in the uh, silver and bronze, something that, you know, we'll obviously continue to review and work on for the for the next few years. Um, but so far, very interesting kind of across-the-board mix that we've had come into our our products, and the experience has um, has been exactly as we planned it—a very very high level of customer service and interaction, which I think is people are beginning to see that our approach is not that traditional insurance approach, that distance approach. It is really about making sure that consumer has a trusted individual. Um, or organization with the health system and Care Connect all as one. Mm -hmm. So let's go to that. Let's go to cost and quality. Uh, you know, obviously, a lot of this is all about managing or bending the cost curve. 
Um, so what, after again, just one year results, but what, what can you say about how you performed uh, from that perspective? And also, of course, from the quality perspective, relative to care coordination, care management. Mm -hmm. What have your results been to date? So it's it's very difficult to give precise numbers on the results only right. because obviously as you said as a new company that has grown you know from 0 to 12,000 and now to about 20,000 in the space of 13 months really don't have a tremendous amount of statistically significant information sure. I mean the population as a as a as a whole as a block has changed every single month um what I can tell you is the kind of the major advantage of Care Connect is we are completely involved with the health system. So as we see patterns of care and as we see episodes, we can work hand in hand with the health system to not just manage individual cases, but also to work on initiatives that can reduce the overall cost. So for example, we started to see a spike in our one-day um, stays earlier in 14. So we immediately got on the phone and we started working with the health system to understand why we were having these one-day stay spikes. And it turned out that, um, you know, just just the type of membership we had um, early on, and I think a lot of uh, companies had this with, the you know, the first individuals that came onto the exchanges, there was a lot of chest pain. And as we looked at it, we worked with them to implement an observation um, policy that started to change both the way they're looking at care how it was discharged, what the follow-up care was, as opposed to what would have happened before. So those types of initiatives, because we we're kind of inside the means of the medical delivery production, um, are already having a major impact on what our per perception would have been on the medical loss ratio. Mm -hmm. Let me ask you this question as a follow-up. We know that in healthcare we spend, certainly compared to uh, other OECD countries, we spend a lot of medical care compared to social service support. Is Care Connect doing anything to help sort of address that comparative imbalance? Or what's being done to more proactively help patients, say, manage their functional status limitations or provide services that are typically not clinical or medical? Sure. You know, I think there's there's really two aspects to that question. What is done from the to, from the typical coverage perspective? So, what are the benefits of um, that are that are purchased, and then what do you do outside of that that improves the overall health status of the communities? The first one is. Um, you know, Care Connect, obviously under the health benefits, um, there are three main functions. There's the medical, there's the behavioral, and there's the pharmacy. Now, a lot of companies vendor out that behavioral side. So they will capitate it to a third party and not have it um, interact with the medical. They're handled completely separately. Mm -hmm. We don't do that. I don't believe in that. Neither does the health system. We keep that um, intentionally together by the same medical management team because let's face it there are a lot of medical issues where there is a behavioral health component either uh, the driver of the medical issue or the medical issue will lead to behavioral concerns and it's not just for the member it's also for their family as well mm -hmm. so we work with that member from the beginning to understand not just the medical but the behavioral complications that could come with it. And the advantage we have over other insurance companies is North Shore LIJ is the largest uh, provider of behavioral health services in Long Island. So we really be able to get to fit directly into their programs to be able to look at the member far more holistically than a typical insurance company would do. 
Um, and that has a that has a major impact, we believe, on why we're trusted and why the population um, that we're having so far um, works well with us. Mm-hmm. The second part to that is what do you do outside of those benefits that you know you, you in essence have sold to the consumer? And for Care Connect, because we're part of the health system and we have that mission-driven kind of umbrella um, to, that we work within, we work with our community health experts. Um, from the health system to try to come up with, and there's a much longer kind of runway on these programs, how do we work with communities on an education basis? How do we work with the local housing authorities in order to truly understand the services that are needed in the community and how with the health system we can partner to improve that? That's obviously something that's just beginning, um, but I think, and I think it will take a long time to have an impact, but it is definitely something the health system brings to the table um, that no other insurance company would be involved in at that type of granularity. I do appreciate it. We're sorry uh, to say at our time boundary, but very informative and certainly wish you all the success and congratulations on growing uh, your patient population substantially this year. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it, and thanks for uh, giving us the opportunity to talk. Absolutely. You have just heard another edition of the Healthcare Policy Podcast hosted by David Intricasso. To comment on this program or others, to see information about upcoming interviews, to suggest a program topic, or to hear an archived program, please visit our website, thehealthcarepolicypodcast.com. Thank you for listening, and please listen again soon.